You are listening to the Wisdom with Trish podcast. This is episode 65, Moving Mountains. Welcome to Wisdom with Trish. I'm Trish, I'm your host. I'm a mom to six kids. I've been married to my sweetheart for 28 years and I'm a life coach. But most of all, and why we're all here is I spent 30 years chronic dieting. Yep, most of my life I've spent trying to be in a smaller body. And this podcast is about my journey to turning to God and trusting Him to not diet anymore. I found a path of health and a path of loving the space I take up in the world. And I'm here now to help other women do the same. So I'm so glad you're going to join me on the journey. All right, here we go. Hey, 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 everybody. Oh my goodness. So I haven't talked to y'all for a while. I know that I show up every week for you, but I've, (laughs) I had some, I call it batching my content. So I will do a few podcasts and then they'll be done for a couple weeks. And so it's been a while since I've gone on to record, it feels like. So this is so fun. I've missed you all, even though I've been in your ear probably lately. But anyway, today, um, I, I'm really excited about our topic today. It's actually a tender topic. So I hope I make it through without um, crying for y'all. But it's just a topic that I think that um, I think all of you have had on your mind because of our last general conference and our prophets talk. So President um, Nelson talked about um, his talk on moving mountains. And I want to chat about that today. The idea of moving mountains is a very tender topic to me. Um, and let me explain. So way back when um, it was in 2018, my it was the summer of 2018, my family had attended, my last name's Bronner Schreider, and that's why I don't put it on the podcast because it's a big mouthful. <laughs> But my um, Bronner Schreider family had had a reunion, and it was a big deal. We had bought plane tickets. to. We all flew to um, Washington, and it was just kind of that was our big family summer vacation. And while I was in Washington, I just kept having promptings that I needed to take my family to go see my dad. And my dad lived in Utah, and my dad was pretty sick with cancer at this point. But he'd been sick for a while, so this was an interesting, like, prompting, because I'm thinking, well, we've already spent all the dollars coming to Washington for the summer, and I need, you need me, now you want me to go to see my dad, which I wanted to do, but it just felt like, okay, we've already done our trip, and that, you know, like, my human brain shows up, and I kind of feel like, I don't know how we're going to do that, so I kind of didn't um, act on it right away, and then to add to that I called my mom and she's like yeah I don't know she just didn't feel like maybe that was the best thing because my dad just wasn't doing great and so I kind of put it away well the prompting would not go away and so and then um, my sweet dad actually called me and said 
I think that you are feeling like you want to come see me. And I want to tell you, I want, just come, come see me. I don't feel great, but just come see me. I definitely want to see you. And so I finally talked to my husband about it. And my husband's like the instigator. He'll make things happen. So he, he couldn't come with us at the time, but he had used all his vacation already. So he booked tickets for my four kids who were still at home to and myself to go and fly to Utah and see my dad. And so we did that. And on that trip, it was an interesting trip because I couldn't just go to his house and hang out with him for long periods of time. He just didn't have the stamina to do that. So we would just go have little short visits with him. And during one of the visits, he started talking to my girls and I, and he started asking them about, he said, I've been studying and learning about faith and faith, this idea that faith can move mountains. And what do you guys think that means? And, and my kids um, are listening and they were used to their grandpa having deep discussions with them. <laughs> like that's something my dad would do. And sometimes they would zone out when he had a lot to say, you know, <laughs> and then, but in this conversation, I could tell they were listening, but they, they hadn't studied that. So they didn't really have a lot to say about it. And, and I think that my dad was really processing this idea that, you know, if faith can move mountains, can faith be enough for me to heal my cancer? Cause my dad wanted to live. And, um, so I think that he, that had weighed heavily on him. And so he's asking my girls, well, then fast forward at the, I mean, this trip was magical. I have to tell you, my parents always pay for our whole family. And there's a lot of us, like 60 of us to go to the amusement park in Utah called Lagoon. And um, while we were there, there was going to be the Lagoon trip. And my dad really didn't I, I really thought there was no way dad was going to be able to go to Lagoon. I mean, my dad couldn't even really sit up for longer than an hour. But he, um, through talking, he's like, if I just had like a chair that I could recline in, I think I could be at Lagoon with everybody. If we just sat over by the merry-go-round, if you know anything about Lagoon, there's a merry-go-round with shaded trees and our family kind of hangs out there and that's the hub. And then all the kids go ride rides and then they can know where the hub is. He's like, I feel like I could just hang out there with everybody and... So I had an idea to take a chair and that he could recline in, like um, an outdoor chair that reclines. And anyway, he went to Lagoon. Like this was magical that my dad went to Lagoon and he even went on like two rides with the grandkids. Like he went and rode the train. And so this is just like, like I feel God's love while I'm there because I'm having a beautiful time with my dad and my kids are being with their dad, with their grandpa. And so we had this beautiful trip. And at the end of the trip, my girls had to leave early because our um, congregation, our ward at home, was going to be taking all of the youth to Nauvoo. So my girls flew out early, earlier than I did, and they went to Nauvoo. And why I'm sharing any of that with you is I want to tell you the conversation that my daughter uh, Maddie had with my dad that my mom or my dad shared the text with me um, afterwards but she messaged him about this idea of moving mountains and I want to share with you what she wrote to him she said hey grandpa today with my youth we were able to go to Liberty Jail while there I was pondering the question you had asked what does faith 
that can move mountains look like? And what does it require? Hearing the stories and quotes of Joseph Smith and the men while they were there was such an example to me of tremendous faith. It made me think if a mountain were to move, scientifically, it makes sense that it would happen amongst great disaster, like an earthquake or something like that. The same is the same is that in our lives, that the value of our trial, that's the value of our trials. The gospel couldn't come forth without the incredible tragedy that the prophet went through. And the restoration of Christ's church is truly the most momentous mountain ever moved. And it happened amidst the most tumultuous circumstances. I just wanted to share that with you and also say thank you for posing that question that helped me truly ponder and feel the spirit while in such a sacred place today. I love you. And then my dad replies back to her. Hi, Maddie. What a great blessing for you to be there in one of the most sacred places in Mormon history. Your thoughts are profound. I am so glad you shared them with me and that you that your experience was added upon because of your meditation upon the moving of a mountain by faith. Now I have more to ponder as I strive to better understand the principle of faith. I look forward to hearing more of your feelings and impressions as you continue your tour of church history locations. I love you, Grandpa. So that was profound for me, A, because it was such a sweet, you know, little messaging between my daughter and my dad. But what my daughter said about what would scientifically have to happen for a mountain to move and the destruction around it that would have to take place. That was that was huge for me, like just thinking the miracles I wanted in my own life. There's, it's going to get messy. It's going to get a little messy for God to be able to do what he needs to do in our lives. So did you, as you can see, this idea of moving mountains has become something very tender in our family because it really is the last thing my dad was pondering um, because here we are, we're at this trip. And when my kids hug my dad at the end of this trip, that's the last time they are going to hug him. And um, he passes away the following, we don't get to visit Utah again. And he vis- he passes away the following December. And so this is a tender topic. So when President Nelson is speaking about it, I mean, my ears just perked up right away. And I've loved studying this talk. And something that's happened for me is I've been thinking about this in relation to how when you come to find the word of wisdom, plant-based eating, and you see the miracle of it, right? And then you start eating plants and you start, you know, your body starts to heal, it's such a beautiful experience, but what happens is eventually diet culture can start creeping in. And that diet culture that creeps in, I think that what happens is we get some reprieve, right? When we first find the answers in the word of wisdom, and then that feels good for a while, but then we start lining up our expectations with the world's expectations about what health is supposed to look like. And so, and that can become very frustrating to us if our results don't look like what the world says the results should look like. And so I just, I think that 
And for many of us, we've been not happy with our bodies most of our lives. Like Satan's had that plague on us most of our lives. And so I've been thinking about the need and the what would it take to actually have the diet culture removed from us? Because it's so tricky. Like, I was walking the other day, and I saw a bumper sticker. And the bumper sticker said, Jesus loves the hell out of you. <laughs> I remember thinking, I really feel like Jesus has to love the diet culture out of us. The way that Satan plays with our brains as women on what our bodies should look like and what um, acceptable bodies are. And even when we're a part of this world, what healthy bodies look like. That's tricky stuff. Like Satan is really good at what he does. And let me share with you one of the statistics that shows you really what we're up against here. My sister actually sent me a talk that was given by Elder Holland, and he was giving it to the seminary teachers. Um, And he was telling the struggles that teens deal with in the world and how, you know, it's how important it is for the seminary teachers to um, do play their role in their lives. And so one of the statistics was startling to my sister, so she sent it to me. And I want to share what that is. He says this, around 53% of 13-year-old American girls are unhappy with their bodies. This number grows to 78% by the time girls reach 17. And then he goes on to say, over 50% of teen girls and 30% of teen boys use unhealthy weight control behavior, such as skipping meals, fasting, smoking, cigarettes, vomiting, and taking laxatives. But what I want, let's backtrack a little bit. So yes, a large percentage are using unhealthy measures to manage their weight. But I want you to hear just that even those who are not doing the crazy stuff to manage their weight, I want you to hear the statistics again. In America, 53% of 13-year-old American girls, over half, listen, over half, are unhappy with their bodies. And then this number grows to 78% by the time the girls reach 17. Do you see what we're up against when I say to have diet culture removed from our lives, it's like moving a mountain? This is what we're up against. Satan is so good at what he does in this area. He wraps it up with a bow like, oh, well, you can feel all these things if you're just worried about your health then it's fine. You get to like hate your body because you're just trying to, you know, I have to hate myself to be able to be healthy eventually. Like he does it in such crazy ways and he starts young. Like I've, a lot of the women that I coach, a lot of times the first thought they had that their body was wrong was, is around the age of eight. And so you can imagine by the time you're 13, half of the young girls in America are not happy with their bodies. 80% basically by the time that they're graduating high school. So women were walking around and we don't even recognize that this is a problem because all of us are just conditioned that it's okay to not be happy with our body. And what I want to offer today 
is, what if we asked God to help us move the mountain? What if we asked him? And what if we lay this at his feet? This desire to be perfect, this desire that I'm only healthy if I'm in a certain body, all of that business. What if we lay it at his feet and we let him work the miracle within us? We let him move the mountain. And it might be messy. When you stop holding the grip of eating perfectly and thinking that you have to do whatever you're doing with perfection and that it has to consume your life, when you start letting it not consume your life like it was, it might get a little messy. You might even gain a little weight. (gasps) I know. But for us to have the diet culture removed out of us, y'all, it's going to be a little messy. I love the chosen. And that's a line that... um, that he says in episode four of season two, when he talks about, yes, when he heals um, the man at the water on the Sabbath and everyone's like horrified by it. And his apostles are like, wait, wait, why did you do that? You knew that that would cause problems. And he's like, well, sometimes you got to muddy the waters or something like that. You know, I don't know the exact quote, but it's the same thing. Like for us to get healthy around this area, it might be a little messy for a little bit. It's, we're not going to be able to have the, well, we don't even want to have the grasp and the hold and the control that we thought we've had to have. I mean, is that serving you to feel like you have to be perfect in this, to feel like you have to, um, do all of the rules that are created in diet culture and in the plant-based community? Is that serving you? Is it helping you? Is it bettering your life? And I think that part of the moving the mountain to take this away from us, this over desire to control our body and to control actually what everyone thinks around us about our body. That's what we want. We, we want to be um, pleasing to society. We want society to accept us. And when we do all of that business... It doesn't even serve us, but we're acting like we're doing it in the best interest of ourselves. But is it? Um, One of the things that President Nelson said in his talk was, um, the mountains in our lives do not always move how or when we would like. I think when we come to plant-based eating, we think that I mean, in the beginning, when we eat differently than the rest of the world, that is a mountain of itself. When you have to deregulate all of those dopamine centers in your brain and you start eating more simple food, I have to say, I felt God moving a mountain in my life when I could enjoy eating a plain potato, (laughs) right? Like you might be in that phase. You might be needing him to move the mountain right now so that you can enjoy your food and you can eat simple and do this thing that's in the best interest of you, right? And be able to do it. And what I'm talking about is the next mountain that shows up. The next mountain that needs to be moved is this idea like like we have all these promises given to us when we begin to eat plants. And that 
those promises come true for some people. And then some of my listeners out there, that has not been the case for you. Like you might have dropped some weight, but the body that you thought was going to show up when you were, when you found the perfect diet, which that is kind of what we think of the word of wisdom sometimes, let's be honest. And we thought that that perfect body would also show up when we start eating this perfect way. And Maybe it has not for you. And so when he says the mountains in our lives do not always move how or when we would like, this is when we have to start having faith, faith in our body, that it knows what to do and it's doing what's best for you. And then faith in the Savior that I feel like sometimes I have to acknowledge to him, I'm a little messed up in this area and I'm not going to be able to heal without you. I need you to help me see that this isn't the most important thing in my life. I need you to help me have a more healthy um, mindset when it comes to how I think about my body and how I think about what I eat. I need some help with that. And I have to tell you all, when I pulled Christ into this equation for myself, and I'm still doing it, but when I pull him in, and I lay it at his feet, I felt him move the mountain in my life. I felt him start to take this piece by piece away from me, this diet culture that's ingrained. He, I feel him taking that away. And I want that for you. I want you to be able to live your life where you're not shackled with thoughts that your body should be different. Or shackled with, if I can just eat this plant-based way perfectly, maybe the body I thought was promised will show up. Y'all, all those thoughts, we are causing our own suffering. And we don't have to suffer. You do not have to suffer. There's a surrendering that takes place when we bring Christ into it. We have to surrender and say, I can't do this without you. I need your help. And just like the bumper sticker, he can love the hell out of you. Yep, and he can, honestly, he can help you love the diet culture out of you, which to me is kind of the same thing. Um, I thought it was interesting, going back to my dad, um, he talked about, it says, it takes faith to plead for the life of a loved one and even more to f- faith to accept a disappointing answer. It was so disappointing to us that um, we didn't have the miracle where he got to live. And um, it's still disappointing to me just talking about it. It feels disappointing. And um, we have had other miracles and it did move mountains in other ways that I'm not going to go into it on this podcast, but I definitely can see that. But I think that when I, we can apply this to ourselves, that sometimes when we find God's way of eating and we thought that there was a certain result that was promised, sometimes we can have, you know, it's, it's disappointing to us when it doesn't go that way. There's some disappointment there. And I think that um, we can offer that to the Savior as well. We can tell him, this feels disappointing to me. 
and process that and not resist that, but just process it and then know, okay, yeah, this is feel disappointing, but I get to decide whatever I want to decide about this temple that God's given me to house my spirit. I get to decide. And I don't have to wait to give myself permission until something, some body shows up. I can do that for myself now. I can accept and love this body now. But that takes Jesus's help, y'all. I'm just telling you, you need his help to do that. All right. I wanted to share another part of um, President Nelson's, what he said. So this part um, I felt was really beautiful as well. He said, your growing faith in him will move mountains, not the mountains of rock that beautify the earth, but the mountains of misery in your lives. Your flourishing faith will help you turn challenges into unparalleled growth and opportunity. Did you hear it, you guys? Not the mountains of rock that beautify the earth, but the mountains of misery in your life. You, are you miserable? The way you think and feel about your body, are you miserable? Is it causing you misery? He's offering the answer. Your flourishing faith will help you turn challenges into unparalleled growth and opportunity. We have the opportunity to make this be different. For you to tell a different story about whatever your faith, your um, health journey is. We get to write that story. And right now, is the story that you're writing causing you misery? I, I see a lot of misery out there, y'all. Women and the thoughts about their bodies absolutely causes them misery. And what they don't know is that they're causing their own misery. Their misery is called by the, caused by their thoughts. And what's so awesome is that is the beautiful part, is we get to take our power back and see that it's just our thoughts that are causing the misery. But sometimes it's harder to change a thought than just saying, well, change your thought. And I'm not talking about, oh, just be more positive. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about true change. And most of the time when we need true change in our lives, we cannot do it without the Savior. The Savior is the one that makes the change possible. So let's do that in this. Let's let him move this mountain. This mountain of just not being happy with the body that our, our spirit is housed in. This gift from God. Let's let him help us. Let's lay it at his feet. And he, I'm telling you, he's done it for me and he will do it for you. And sometimes I forget. Sometimes I, th those messages creep in. I'm a human and I have a human brain. And my brain likes to go to the old default messaging that I've had my whole life. And when I feel that or when I start having that, sometimes I don't even catch it. Sometimes I'm like, oh my goodness. And I start thinking that I need to start changing things and doing things and looking for new answers. And I go through all that. And then I almost feel his hand on my shoulder saying, Trish, you have the answers. You've just forgotten. And I'm not even saying that I stop eating plants. I'm just saying I start thinking that there's this 
like I, I have to solve this problem, that it's just really a problem I've created in my mind, thinking that my body should be different. So if this is something you have, if it's something that it's a, a dialect that's been going in your brain for a long time, it takes a while to change that. It's like literally moving mountains. I want you to visually see that today. This is not an easy thing. When we decide to come up for air and not swim in the murky water anymore, we're moving mountains. And it takes his help. He will help us. All right. I hope you hear that today. I hope you feel that. And I hope that the heavy message that was in my heart that I wanted to share came out the way that um, that you would hear it best. But God will move your mountain. You just have to lay it at his feet. All right, y'all. That's what I have today. I hope you let God move your mountain. All right. Have a great day. Have a great day. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. A few things before you go. If you have found that you need help on your journey of taking amazing care of yourself and loving the space you take up in the world, Please, I would love for you to come join us in my monthly membership coaching program called Breathe. Breathe is a place where like-minded women come together and help one another. I help you by coaching you and then I record that and then other women will watch while you are helped and then you watch other women when they're helped and it's this community where women are helping women and it's so beautiful there's a lot of other perks when you're a breathe member so you receive coaching you get to watch other women be coached and then you also get to have access to any course that i provide so right now there's two courses in the membership one is how to eat plant-based in 30 days without dieting. So if you're at the very beginning of your journey, that will help you so much. Now, if you're a little bit further along in your journey, you will probably love my course that is on self-care. And it's a self-care course that you take over six weeks. And it's a way for you to come home to yourself and start figuring out what does love feel like for you and this is a course that I usually offer just to a group coaching program but now it's also offered in breathe something else you'll have is you'll have this community of support there will be a private Facebook group that you can check in with and remember you're going to be seeing these other women be coached so you will get to be honestly their best friends it will be a wonderful community. And you know, sometimes when we eat plant-based and we try to leave diet culture, it's a little bit lonely. So that will be a wonderful support for you. The last thing, I provide weekly meal plans. I'm trying to think of everything I can to make this process of you loving you and you loving the space you take up in the world and you taking amazing care of yourself to have all the tools for that. And one tool to simplify your life is a weekly meal plan with a grocery list. And that will also be available in Breathe. And all of that will be available on an easy app so that you can access it on your phone and you can 
um, it can be very user-friendly for you. So come join me in Breathe. You remember, nothing in your life has to change for everything to change. And that's the work we do in Breathe. Have you come up for air? Have you needed help to keep breathing? I got you. Come join us and breathe. Have you downloaded my free commitment planner? Okay, if you haven't, you totally need to. It's such an easy way for you to make and keep commitments to yourself and honor those commitments. Go to my Instagram account and in the links in bio, there is an option there to download that for free. Totally go get that. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. If you're feeling like you're missing episodes, it's probably because you're not subscribed. So whatever, wherever you listen, you just subscribe and then they will make sure that you don't miss an episode. Also, are you part of my free Facebook group? If you're not, you should be. Come on over, share recipes with us. And it's just a really diet culture free place to um, enjoy being online. And last of all, have you left me a review? Reviews is, are really important because that's how other people find the podcast is through a review. So how, wherever you listen, go ahead and leave me a review there so other people can get the help that they need through the podcast. All right, y'all are the best. Have the best day. See you next time.